It took 7th Heaven of Round 2 for Dallas to shine and eliminate Seattle. It included a game winner from the B-Day boy of a day prior, rookie Wyatt Johnston's goal to be the game winner, and it marked the fourth time in his first season behind a bench with a new team. Coach Pete DeBoer advances to the Final Four. Vegas, San Jose, and New Jersey, the latter two were Stanley Cup final appearances. The Vegas Conference final appearance was in 2020 when Dallas, under Rick Bonus, knocked out DeBoer's Knights. DeBoer also improves to a 7-0 Game 7 record in the playoffs as a coach. It sets up DeBoer's new team in Dallas to take on the team that, through an injury-riddled season after missing the playoffs a year ago in Vegas, let him go. It's a Western Conference final matchup I half wanted, but with the right half as a Central Division, Dallas team continues on and I have NHL hockey to watch. For real, I would have, even if I was the only one not watching, not sat through a second of a Vegas-Seattle Western Conference final. Having the two most recent NHL editions be part of this podcast conversation tells you maybe the NHL afforded the new franchises way too good of a starting point. And ask yourself how many people were watching when the teams met in the 2020 Western Conference playoff bubble in Edmonton, those teams being Vegas and Dallas. The makeup of the teams has also undergone enough of a change that while some of the players will remember the series prior, it's likely a new cast and collection that impact the outcome of this series. And for all the physicality Vegas had versus the Canadian teams, especially last round versus Edmonton and at times versus Winnipeg in round one prior, Dallas showed in the Minnesota series that they are built to not be pushed around with the best of them and can give as good as they take, although the Seattle series was near void of nasty by comparison. It might counterbalance the quickness Vegas moved on in the first round in five and round two in six games, whereas Dallas took six to complete round one and seven games to advance past round two. And as Vegas won the Western Conference regular season and has home ice advantage for this series as well, they get the favorite tag while Dallas won't have home ice for the first time this playoffs. By comparison, it is as close a matchup as one could find for the Western final. In both both rounds one and two Dallas fell behind two games to one in the series to come back and win over Minnesota and Seattle not since a game one loss to Winnipeg as Vegas trailed in a series to this point of the playoffs it would not be ideal for Dallas to fall behind against Vegas in this series if possible and and it will be interesting to see if Vegas were to get down at more than one point in this upcoming series how Vegas handle the adversity and aside, as we look to recap, Dallas's seven-game series went over Seattle for what I expect, a series with Vegas that requires you put the kiddos to bed, batten down the hatches, lock and throw away the key for the barn burner heavy hitting and skilled display that's about to happen. Just a reminder, the one-off 56-game schedule that followed out of that bubble, Final Four that saw Dallas and Vegas play, had a Dallas team in a division with Carolina and Florida, the teams battling on the other side. And that without the coach adjustments of Pete DeBoer and an Eastern coach now guiding Vegas provided for great hard-hitting, high-speed and skill hockey to watch when the teams played each other eight times. It's been true in the playing style. The Western Conference teams of Vegas, Dallas, and Minnesota most similarly mirror those found in Carolina, Florida, and Tampa Bay in the East as far as playing style. 
and that will hopefully have for a 2-7 game conference final series before a final that while the team locations are non-traditional hockey market homes, the team identities themselves are forged in the roots of how to build a winning team, hard terrain frontiers of a northern outdoor games traditions that both include skill and toughness. Welcome to Central Division Hockey, the podcast. I'm your NHL outsider and Central Division expert, Tim Bigelow. This podcast edition will serve two purposes. One, we'll take a look at the Dallas and Seattle series that Dallas just won. Do a recap as well as an analysis. Then we will have a preview of the Dallas versus Vegas series to close it out. Here's the game recaps for the Dallas versus Seattle round two series. Dallas takes in game seven, four games to three. Game one, Seattle 5-4 overtime road win over Dallas. The big takeaway from game one, the return of Dallas is Joe Pavelski in epic fashion as he has four goals in the game in an eventual comeback spoiled in Seattle's overtime win, handing Dallas the loss. Seattle, by comparison with strong forecheck and five-on-five play and five different goal scorers, find a way to win by committee, not star power or a standout individual performance as good as Pavelski's was. Dallas is Joe Pavelski's top of circle slot far side over the pad under the blocker goal. Two minutes, 25 seconds into the first open scoring. Seattle's Jaden Schwartz, top of the paint five-hole goal, ties it a minute, 25 seconds past the first midpoint on a net front touch pass by Morgan Geeky off Seattle's forecheck. 53 seconds after, Dallas's Pavelski's high slot roof glove tip goal off the cycle on Thomas Harley's point shot restores the lead. Seattle then put away three quickly in eight seconds shy of a minute of gameplay, beginning with Seattle D-pinch Justin Schultz, far side goal as the cross-crease pass is made by Seattle coming up with the puck in the corner scrum with five minutes, 32 seconds left in the first. 11 seconds after, Seattle's Oliver Bjorkstrands, far side post and in, blocker side, go off the rush on a Seattle stretch pass, followed by Seattle's Jordan Eberle's slot tip goal 41 seconds later off the point shot by Vince Dunn after a Seattle offensive zone face-off win for two Seattle after one. After a six-goal outburst in the first, a scoreless second follows. Ten seconds to the third's midpoint, Dallas's Pavelski's net front slot rebound goal going to the net completes his hat trick to make it a one-goal game after the initial save by Seattle goalie Philip Grubauer off the rush on Jamie Benn creates the juicy rebound. With 6 minutes 37 seconds left in the third, Dallas's Pavelski's fourth goal of the game ties it. From the sidewall off the rush near the goal line, Dallas's Yanni Hockenbaugh puts it off Seattle defenseman Adam Larson's stick towards the net where, net side again going to the net, Pavelski directs it out of the air to the far side corner on a tip over Seattle goalie Grubauer's shoulder. 
In overtime, the score clock freezes in Dallas, and it's not fixable for the fans to see how much time has expired or how much play remains, but everyone knows the next goal wins. Seven minutes, 12 seconds into the OT, off the rush, Dallas's Rope hints with the best chance for Dallas is denied by Seattle goalie Grubauer. It's the back half of the first overtime, off the cycle, and a net front rebound scramble. Seattle's Yanni Gord's attempted slot pass back to the point, Goes off of Dallas's Yevgeny Dandinov back to Gord in the low circle, who quickly spins and fires at short side shelf for the OT winner through traffic 12 minutes 17 seconds into overtime. Game 2, Dallas 4-2 home win over Seattle. The big takeaways from Game 2, it's Dallas on the strength of a three-goal second period and four different goal-getters in the game that gives Dallas the win. Although Dallas went one for three on the power play, the opening goal was scored just after a Dallas power play expired. Seattle kept in the game by Seattle goalie Philip Grubauer's effort as over the first 40 minutes, Dallas had a 30-14 shot on goal advantage. Scoreless first, including Seattle goalie Philip Grubauer getting a piece of the power play top of circle sidewall blast from Dallas defenseman Colin Miller, deflected net front by Tyler Sagan with 2 minutes 23 seconds left in the first. Dallas's Wyatt Johnson's goal 3 minutes 43 seconds into the second, open scoring. As the Dallas power play expires, Miller's shot is deflected in the high slot by Johnston, and he puts his net front rebound 5-hole. 55 seconds to the game's midpoint, Dallas's Yevgeny Dodonov's wraparound goal off the rush crosses the goal line before it's kicked out by Seattle goalie Grubauer, and Dallas's Jamie Benn emphatically hammers it just in case there was any doubt. It's Dodonov's goal. Seattle's Ty Karche's two-on-one keep short side roof goal off the rush from the top of the circle a minute five seconds after the game's midpoint gets Seattle on the scoreboard. Dallas's Joe Pavelski's rebound chip power play goal after Johnston's second effort net front is stopped with three minutes, three seconds left in the middle frame gives Dallas a 3-1 lead through 40. Dallas goalie Jake Oninger makes a huge blocker save on the deep pinch slot shot by Seattle's Carson Soucy seven minutes, seven seconds into the third to keep Dallas up two. Dallas's Tyler Sagan's net front tip five hole goal, 59 seconds past the third's midpoint on Thomas Harley's point wrister off a Dallas offensive zone faceoff win. Adds insurance. Seattle's Jordan Eberle's goal with 3 minutes 28 seconds left in the third round's outscoring as at the Seattle Blue Line, Dallas's Miro Haskinen's shot has him break his stick and the turnover creates a 3-on-2 with Eberle keeping and going short side roof. Game 3, Seattle, 7-2 home win over Dallas. The big takeaways from Game 3 at Seattle with the big second period with five goals from five different goal scorers, even while being badly outshot by Dallas, 17-8 in the middle frame. An early third shorthanded goal and a late third Seattle power play goal also had the Kraken win the special teams in the win. Dallas loses cornerstone defenseman Miro Haskinen as he takes a point shot to the face just prior to Seattle's opening goal and did not return. And Dallas goalie Jake Oninger also exits after the second, allowing five goals against. And goalie Scott Wedgwood allows two goals against, finishing out the contest. Scoreless first, Seattle's Jordan Eberle's goal, 2 minutes 10 seconds into the second open scoring. Off the cycle, Ty Cartier's block point shot going wide hits Miro 
Haskinen, net front in the face. As he lays there, Seattle's Eberle collects the loose puck, spins and lifts it past Dallas goalie Jake Oninger at the top of the paint. A minute 26 seconds after Seattle's Alex Wenberg's off the rush short side roof goal on a stretch pass created two on one. Seattle's Carson Soucy skates in from the blue line to just below the dot to score five holes six seconds shy of three minutes later. Seattle's Matty Beneers top of circle sidewall short side goal eight seconds shy of two minutes later comes as Seattle's four check creates a Dallas defensive zone turnover. Dallas's Mason Marchman's one-timer short side goal from below the dot with six minutes 20 seconds left in the second off a Seattle turnover just outside the Kraken blue line gets the stars on the score sheet. Seattle's Ellie Tovalin's goal with 39 seconds left in the second as he puts away the loose scramble blocker rebound blocker side going to the top of the paint. 5-1 Seattle after two. A minute 49 seconds into the third, Seattle's Yanni Gord shorthanded goal, putting it into the wide open net on the two-on-one with Brandon Tanev, who was looking to pass the whole way. Dallas's Yanni Hockenpah's goal off an offensive zone face-off point shot blast seven minutes into the third is Dallas's lone third-period goal. Seattle's Justin Schultz's point-wrister short-side power play goal through traffic with two and a half minutes left in the third bookends the scoring for Seattle in the final stanza. Game 4, Dallas 6-3 road win over Seattle. The big takeaways from Game 4 for Dallas. Full visor in place. Defenseman Merrill Haskinen returns and plays over half the game. 31 minutes, 2 seconds of time on ice. It's Dallas's turn to put together a big second period with 4 goals and also going 2 for 3 on the power play to win the special teams as well. However, Dallas does lose forward Mason Marchment early in the game, 2 minutes, 32 seconds time on ice. 2 injury while playing the majority of the game with 11 forwards, unable to roll 4 lines. Seattle also lost a goalie interference call on Dallas's Jamie Benn on Max Domi's second period goal as the goal made it a 3-0 at the time score stays on the scoreboard. Seattle sees a return of regular season 40 goal getter Jared McCann to the lineup for his first time in the series. Seattle backup goalie Martin Jones comes in relief for starter Philip Grubauer in the third. With 2 minutes 47 seconds left in the first, Dallas's Jamie Benz toe drag top a circle short side roof goal off the rush open scoring. 1-0 Dallas after 1. Dallas's Thomas Harley jumps into the rush, puts a roof blocker side goal from the top of the circle 4 minutes 46 seconds into the second that begins a 4-goal Dallas second period frame. Dallas's Max Domi's far side roof Goal from the dot that Seattle unsuccessfully challenged for goalie interference on Jamie Benn prior to it, and I think the NHL got this call right, is followed by Dallas's Joe Pavelski's net front scramble rebound backhanded slot power play goal a minute 25 seconds after on the power play Dallas got because Seattle lost its challenge. Seattle's Jaden Schwartz's top of the paint tip over the pad goal four seconds shy of a minute later gets Seattle on the scoreboard. With 53 seconds left in the middle stanza, Dallas's Rope Hintz's rebound net side goal after a stick lift creates a Seattle defensive zone turnover makes it 5-1 Dallas through two. Seattle Schwartz's second goal of the game 
a delayed penalty slot short side shelf goal through traffic three minutes 24 seconds left in the third doesn't see seattle get another till late in the third as dallas cloy jake Ottinger stands tall in net. Seattle's Adam Larson's point shot goal through traffic with 4 minutes 11 seconds left, only getting Seattle to within two goals before Dallas's Domi second of the game. An empty net breakaway goal with 2 minutes 21 seconds left caps the scoring. Game 5, Dallas 5-2 home win over Seattle. Pivotal Game 5 takeaways, Dallas with a pair of goals in the first and third. Take the win while the team scoring most in the middle frame doesn't win to flip the series trend. Dallas goalie Jake Ottinger faces the higher shot and goal total of the tenders, allowing two goals against while making 29 saves for the win. Dallas forward Mason Marchment misses Game 5, but does return for Game 6 in the series. Three minutes, 57 seconds into the first, Dallas Wyatt Johnson's short side low slot goal on a broken play give-and-go with Jamie Benn open scoring. Quickly followed by Dallas's Rope Hintz's far side glove goal from this circle finishing off a 3-on-2 off the rush a minute 38 seconds after. Dallas 2-0 lead after 20. 35 seconds into the second, Dallas's Joe Pavelski's rebound on his initial shot on goal, goal, trailing to create a Dallas 4-on-3, put Dallas up 3, but Seattle's Adam Larson's short side roof glove side goal off the rush a minute 24 seconds after, and Seattle Jarrett McCann's goal as he stops up inside the blue line, fires on net through traffic off a Dallas defender skate for a short side goal five minutes 31 seconds after that makes it a one goal game in the middle frame 3-2 Dallas through 40 after Dallas's Johnston rings the iron far side off the rush with eight minutes 40 seconds left in the third Dallas's Hintz goal his second of the game provides insurance as he wheels in below the goal line circles and sets up the Dallas cycle to then go net front and pull the loose puck back out of the paint and put it locker side shelf so quickly play continued till the horn indicated a goal had indeed been scored dallas's radic faxa adds the empty net goal after forcing the neutral zone turnover with three minutes 17 seconds left to finish out the scoring game six seattle 6-3 home win over dallas Game six, big takeaways. Dallas collectively had a dud. Seattle gets goals from five different goal getters and scores two in each period on route to forcing a game seven. Dallas forward Mason Marchman returned to the lineup and scored a goal while Dallas Coy Jake Oninger with four goals against and 14 saves saw backup Coy Scott Wedgwood for the second time in the series finish the game in net. Seattle goalie Philip Grubauer needs to make a huge blocker save six seconds into the game on Dallas's Rope Hints from the low circle slot off the opening game faceoff. Seattle's Yanni Gord's net front tap rebound goal after his initial shot going to the net is stopped by Dallas goalie Jake Oninger. A minute one second to the first midpoint does open scoring. Dallas's Mason Marchman's goal off his leg going to the net off the rush 31 seconds after on a pass from Tyler Sagan ties it up at one. Seattle's Jordan Eberle's net side rebound backhand flip power play goal with three minutes 14 seconds left in the first gives Seattle a 2-1 lead after one. A minute 34 seconds into the second Seattle's Ellie Tovalin's net side on the goal line short side one-timer goal off the rush and Seattle's Ty Cartier's short side goal off the rush from 
from just above the inner top of the circle two minutes 49 seconds after ends Dallas goalie Jake Oninger's night. Dallas's Joe Pavelski's net front tip power play goal a minute 14 seconds after is set up by a Merrill Haskinen point shot for two Seattle through two. Dallas rings iron, unable to close the goal gap in the third, including Jason Robertson off the rush two minutes, 21 seconds into the third. Yet it's Seattle's Matty Beneers goal, finishing off a two-on-one short side with Eberle eight minutes, 43 seconds into the third. That is responded by Dallas's Yoel Kiviranta short side net side tip goal 15 seconds later. It's as close as Dallas would get as Seattle's Eberle second goal of the game, an empty netter from the top of the circle on a breakaway with 58 seconds left in the third forces a game seven back in Dallas. Game 7, Dallas 2-1 home win over Seattle. Game 7, Dallas series clinch big takeaways. Rope Hintz's team-leading ninth postseason goal is pivotal as the lone second-period tally that opens scoring. The second dominated by Dallas and an 11-6 shot on goal advantage, whereas the shots on goal were even the other periods. Rookie Wyatt Johnson's second game-winning goal is again the series clincher for Dallas. Back-to-back series. Dallas goalie Jake Oninger responds with his teammates allowing a late goal, but getting almost a shutout, nearly blanking Seattle in the deciding game to move Dallas to the Western Conference Final. Scoreless first, Amiro Haskin in point shot three minutes, 33 seconds into the first beat. Seattle goalie Philip Grubauer clean, but not the crossbar. Eight minutes, 19 seconds left in the middle frame. It's Seattle goalie Philip Grubauer with a glove save on a toe drag for an in-all-alone Dallas Tyler Sagan, who is denied. With four minutes and a second left in the second, Dallas's Rope Hintz's goal provides the icebreaker to open scoring. As with speed, he goes against the grain blocker side shelf, creating his own breakaway by stealing the puck from Seattle defenseman Jamie Oleksiak at the Seattle blue line to go on with speed and score. 1-0 Dallas through 40. Dallas's Wyatt Johnson score with 7 minutes 12 seconds left ends up the game and series winning goal and it's even prettier. Dallas's Evgeny Dodonov sends it down the ice and Johnson beats out the icing and in tight near to the goal line he goes to the net lifts a backhand a roof short side for the insurance marker needed. Because with 19 seconds left, Seattle spoiled Dallas Coy Jake Oninger's shutout bid with a late 6-on-5 backhanded goal in the slot by Seattle's Oliver Borkstrand off an offensive zone faceoff when Dallas hold on and take Game 7 and the series. Series analysis. Dallas's first round series Game 6 game winning goal was then 19-year-old rookie Wyatt Johnston's first NHL playoff career goal. His third period game seven beauty, the game winning goal to seal the series for Dallas in round two as Johnston turned 20 while the series was being played. The rookie's four goal contribution with two game winning goals and two game opening goals in the Dallas wins versus Seattle. That was a Seattle team that scored first in every game in the series win over Colorado in round one. That's a trend Dallas didn't allow Seattle to continue, and Johnston was a part of the reason why. Dallas goalie Jake Oninger and Seattle goalie Philip Grubauer took turns out dueling each other as the series went along with strong outings, but they also had games they simply didn't finish, but had the backups in to finish the games out. 
even in the game seven in the second it felt like it was seattle goalie grubauer keeping his team in the game yet dallas found enough to be backstopped by a solid one goal against performance by otter as he was equally good when he with the less workload needed to be I'd like to see all the tweets from the befuddled fans of other teams earlier this year when Dallas's Rope Hints penned his eight-year $8.45 million extension. Hints through two rounds leads Dallas in 13 games played with nine goals, tied with assists with 10 with Jason Robertson, and it's Hints with 19 points set by seven points more is pacing the Stars' offensive attack. It isn't solely Hints getting it done, but he is one of the game breakers Dallas has had versus teams like Minnesota and Seattle who simply haven't had one. Joe Pavelski's second round return four goal game only dampened by Seattle winning game one still has Pavs at eight goals in as many games played in this postseason while having 10 points. If Robertson, the regular season team leader in goals for Dallas, the third member of the line gets going, Dallas will have that hard to handle top line in full effect. And while the focus may be on the knockout punch by Hintz and Pavelski, the series win over Seattle had as good a collective contribution through the Dallas lineup as Seattle collectively did without a standout to help push them over while Dallas did have it. From off-season acquisition, Mason Marchman, rookie Wyatt Johnston, call-up prospect D. Thomas Harley, to vet contributions from Jamie Benn and Tyler Sagan, in addition to Dallas's top line, as well as trade deadline ads Max Domi and Yevgeny Dandanov, Dallas had the balance to counter Seattle's team game. It stays all apples, but Dallas's Miro Haskinen with nine assists in 13 games played is having a stellar postseason. Even a puck to the face didn't keep him out of the lineup the next game, and he kept playing with his team leading time on ice minutes after it happened as well. The bright spot surprise is defenseman Thomas Harley, 21, who stuck after a late co-op and has a goal, six assists, seven points in 13 games played this postseason. A point total second only to cornerstone Haskinen on Dallas. That development time this season in the AHL prior to showing a more complete game upon his co-op and more offensive upside for Harley than a year ago when he did play 34 regular season games played is noticeable now and it wasn't a year ago dallas doing right on the player development curve clearly seeing the benefits of it in the postseason now i talked at times during the regular season in the previews of dallas coach pete DeBoer's comfort level in rolling four lines and the 12 forward usage they matched well versus seattle and they got a few more game breaker moments in this series to advance Special teams, Dallas's Game 2 and 4 wins were helped by the advantage. Seattle's Game 3 win, late goals, with the game already decided when it benefited the Kraken. This was a series where the 5-on-5 play really determined who won. There's really no heat for all the heels in this series, given the hate going on between Vegas and Edmonton in the other semifinal. The prior series for Dallas and Minnesota had more of it. And I even felt Seattle and Colorado, when they played each other, held more animosity for each other than the forecheck but disciplined physical play displayed in the Dallas versus Seattle series that went the full seven. Doesn't feel like these teams began a genuine rivalry with each other. 
Tale of the Tape Dallas versus Vegas Western Conference Final matchup preview. That pretty much is probably underway by the time I get this posted, but hopefully before the games end in one of the intermissions, hopefully tonight we'll have this up for you. Dallas finished 47 21, 1408 points, 659 point percentage in the full 82 regular season games played, second in the Central Division, 39 regulation wins. Vegas finished 51 22, 9, 111 points, 677 point percentage in the full 82 regular season, first in the Pacific Division, and in the Western Conference, 38 regulation wins. Head to head, January 16th, a Dallas 4 0 road win in vegas february 25th a 3-2 shootout win in vegas and at home april 8th a 2-1 shootout win meaning dallas did not lose to vegas in the regular season however there are no shootouts in the playoffs and we can pretty much park it at that in goal dallas of course will rely on jake ottinger although we can say that in this series versus seattle he did get some time out of the crease a total of 53 minutes was played by backup Scott Wedgwood. However, goals against 275, 903 save percentage for starter Jake Oninger and an 8-5 record and a shutout. Vegas started the playoffs with Laurent Brassois against Winnipeg, and he won that series, but then he got injured in the series versus Edmonton and had Aiden Hill take over. Aiden Hill then went 3-1 and one with a 219 goals against average and a 934 save percentage in a small sample size. However, in fairness to Aiden Hill, he was a second in games played during the regular season to Logan Thompson as far as Vegas goalies as they went through several. Jonathan Quick, the former LA goalie cup winner, is now basically the backup and yet to play in the playoffs. This will be new territory for both goalies in this series. However, one thing is different for the starters in this series. Dallas goalie Jake Oninger is a proven starting NHL goalie. Aiden Hill has at best been a split-duty goalie in his career at the NHL level. So you should give the advantage to Jake Oninger. Although, at this point, we can say that Aiden Hill is getting his opportunity and might make the most of it. Certainly, versus Edmonton, they had goalie struggles with Stuart Skinner comparative to Aiden Hill being able to help Vegas advance. Moving to the defense, of course, we've talked about how impactful Miro Haskinen is as a cornerstone D, nine assists in 13 games played, but as well, Thomas Harley, who joined the team late in the season and now has seven points in 13 games played. You add the vets to this group, which is Ryan Suter, Yanni Hockenpah, and Essel Lindell. They're not putting up the points, but they're defensively sound. The truth of the matter is, though, it's a D group short on cup winning experience. Most interesting might be how much Colin Miller, who got an eight game so far in the playoffs, gets to play. Miller, along with head coach Pete DeBoer, are former Vegas that were moved on by the Golden Knights. So this will be his opportunity to play his old team and maybe get redemption. 
When we talk about Vegas, we talk about their defense, Alex Petrangelo. And, of course, he has seven assists in 10 games played. He missed a game due to suspension for his, well, egregious slash, really, that he only got one game for on Leon Dreisaitl of Edmonton. Needless to say, the other threat, of course, is Shea Theodore, five assists between the two of them. They, of course, can drive offense as well as be key cogs on the defense for Vegas. Zach White, Cloud, underappreciated defenseman. Nick Hegg as well. Brayden McNabb, a veteran. But as well, Cup winner Alex Martinez, who also has suited up in all the games and can be a help on the power play as well, at least on the second unit. That said, Petro also won a cup with St. Louis as well, and there's a couple players on this group that Vegas has that have won cups elsewhere uh, in addition to the, on the defense that both Martinez with LA and Petrangelo with St. Louis, where he was a captain, did. Looking at the offense, and again, we've talked about team depth and both these teams are going to have that as well and so we're looking again for another big series from Rope Hints because he's going to have to balance the type of performance that can be had by Jack Eichel as far as game breaker ability obviously Dallas wants more from Jason Robertson as well with what they're receiving from Joe Pavelski as part of that top line on Vegas's side of it, Mark Stone factors in large with his ability to get big-time goals. And lesser-known but still a top-line center, Chandler Stevenson has 10 points in 11 games played as well. Stone 12 points in 11 games played, leading the way with 14 points Jack Eichel, who we just talked about as their big game-breaker. However, Dallas has got vets, Sagan and Ben, and they've got the pickups from the deadline. Dandenoff and as well as Domi and rookie Wyatt Johnston there's a good group here with Dallas and they're going to get contributions throughout the lineup so from a Vegas perspective where do they get that from they picked up Ivan Barbashev who is another former cup winner of the St. Louis team that won in 2019 nine points in 11 games played Vegas has also been getting good contributions this postseason from three of the original misfits and that's jonathan marcia show 10 points in 11 games played william carlson as well as riley smith both with eight points they also have had a good season from michael amadio one of their surprises out of camp who stuck with the team he's also got a pair of goals in nine games played so vegas will have that depth on their forward group they like to play four lines of course now they are coached by bruce cassidy the former boston coach and likewise dallas is now coached by former vegas coach pete DeBoer, as we talked about off the top to me this series comes down to who is going to be a standout each night in a series that is going to be a difference maker i think there is going to be some goal scoring here the goalies could factor in large if they have big nights in the series but don't expect it every night and therefore, I think we've got some goal scoring. The season series, which I downplayed in the Seattle-Colorado series, really did end up holding out for Seattle in that playoff series. So Dallas having the edge in that could factor in as well. 
They certainly match up to be able to play four lines against a Vegas team. The special teams are going to matter, but only if either of the teams is undisciplined, and neither of them generally are. They have, near to, in the regular season, about the same penalty per minute. The Vegas-Edmonton series had physicality, and it was off the charts at moments, old-time hockey. However, Dallas and Minnesota definitely started with that same type of feel to it. These teams won't like each other. There's enough history even recently with their previous meeting in the 2020 bubble that there'll be some carryover. And both these teams are expecting to get to the finals, not lose in the conference final. They want to win. And as the series goes along, that's going to bring up the heat and the teams are built to be able to take it and give it out. So expect that to be the case, whether it's Mark Stone or Jamie Benn or Will Carrier or Nicholas Hag. Both these teams will have those type of players that are going to bring that element to the game. It's going to be hard-hitting. It's going to be fast-paced. I think it goes seven games just for the simple fact that if two teams were going to go seven games, this is going to be the, the teams that do it in the West here because it really is a toss as to who can win this series. Obviously, here at Central Division Hockey, we're going to pick Dallas. And you know what? I'd even say I would hope they would win in six and not have to go seven games. I think that's going to be dependent on how Aiden Hill handles the situation. If they turn to Jonathan Quick, his regular season numbers weren't good, and that could be a difference maker on that series, not going as long as seven games. But if Hill or Vegas in some form or fashion get goaltending, that gives them the opportunity to win every game, they're going to be in this, and it probably goes to distance because that's generally the rule for when facing Vegas. And let's be honest, they're getting quite used to being in the Western Conference Final, but we'll see of the coaches whether DeBoer as well as Colin Miller and I should have mentioned Yevgeny Dodonov, who also ended up parting ways with Vegas after they tried to trade him and then he told them they couldn't and then he got traded anyways. We'll also have motivation against his former Golden Knights team. It's going to be a great series. And looking forward to a really good series that I hope Dallas pulls out so that we can either see them play Florida or Carolina, which would make for a, a great Stanley Cup final this year. Up ahead, we're going to talk about Minnesota's first round exit as we do their season ending series show. We'll then follow through with Winnipeg and then go to the non-playoff Central Division teams, Nashville, St. Louis, Arizona and Chicago. Enjoy the conference finals. Hopefully not too many four overtime periods, but still way better than a shootout. 